With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. A special Super Bowl 58 edition of a numbers game. There is a live look at Circa, the sports book at Circa, as we speak. It is bustling. We are, well, exactly 42 minutes, if you want to be accurate, exactly 42 minutes away from kickoff. And people are still getting in their bets. Uh, that is not Kelly Bidlin alongside <laughs> Miguel Alexander. That is a gentleman who aggressively shoved Kelly off the set. He is the co-host of The Handle Weekends here at the network. And he's kind enough to actually be present in studio with us. It's Mike Samich, everybody. How you doing, man? I am doing good. I'm ready Let's do to it. kick this thing off. Let's go. I mean, all the bets are in. We've, we've analyzed every corner of this game. Now I just want to see... If it's going to be a happy post-game show or a sad post-game show with Matt and I. <laughs> and, and happy with you, specifically, personally, would be what? So I, I, we, I was on with you a couple weeks ago, right after, right after the, uh, the, the conference championship games finished. And I, I have a KC plus two and a half ticket. And that was my, my I will say, biggest opinion side or total at that time. Uh, my biggest bet now is on the under. So I, I played 48 oh. at the Open. I okay. played 47 and a half three additional times uh, during the next couple weeks. So wow. I will be rooting for the under here. That's, that's my biggest position in this game. And when I went through this, I just feel like both defenses do have edges here. I think you're going to see a lot of running. I, I, San Francisco is going to try and establish McCaffrey early and often in this game. I don't think Kansas City is going to have a ton of resistance early. It's going to be similar to the Buffalo game plan where they're like, hey, we'll let you run for three, four, five yards a clip early, and then we're going to switch up our game plan at some point and see if you can adjust in-game to what we have decided to do to try and stop you on the ground. And you flip it over to the Chiefs' side, while they've been more efficient the last few weeks, they still aren't just putting a ton of points on the board. And it's because they need to dink and dunk their way down the field. You're not getting explosive plays. You get one every now and then to MVS for 25, 30 yards if he's able to catch it, if he's able to get open down the field. But outside of that, we haven't seen these, these big breakaway plays from Pacheco, from Rice, and that forces long drives. And so I expect both of these teams to produce a significant amount of long drives in this game. And I've, I've comped it kind of the Bills-Chiefs game where, yes, they went over. That was 27-24 finals. They got to 51. There were only 17 total drives in that game. And two of those drives ended in knees. So really just 15 opportunities to score. If you have 15 opportunities to score, 
things need to go near perfect yeah. to be able to get over a 47 and a half, 48 total, whatever you're looking at there. 47 is now in the market. I still lean toward the under. However, 47 is a key number, so I wouldn't be as aggressive on it. I just think we have limited possessions because of the way these two teams want to control the football, and that just screams an underplay to me. I was going to ask you some follow-ups, but you have a bunch of props here. So oh, wow, I want to got get, them all. <laughs> I want to get to these first, if we do have time for any follow-ups. The first, uh, so there's the Chiefs plus two. You, I believe you said two and a half, right? I originally got the two and a half, yeah. Okay. I would still play the two today. Under 47 and a half, but you have under 48. I have 48 and three under 47 and a half. So that one, I, I kept betting during the week, and the 48 was really only available right at open. Now this one is second quarter highest scoring quarter plus 165. So this would uh, indicate, as, as second quarters do, a frenzy towards the end of the, the half itself. It would, yeah. And this is, this is another one. This is my biggest prop liability going into this game. is second quarter, highest scoring quarter. And when you look at these quarter bets, generally the second quarter and the fourth quarter are going to be your two favorites. And we see the fourth quarter right now plus 150. That second quarter sitting at plus 165. Both are totaled at 13 and a half. But when you look at these two teams, and specifically the Chiefs, and everyone talks about, all right, Chiefs 18-2 and two to the under in the second half. Chiefs 19-1 and one to the under in the fourth quarter. How can you profit off of that? I felt this was the best way to attack that, to look at the second quarter as the highest scoring quarter. On top of that, if you look at just the, the speed of the offense, how fast do they snap the football, how fast do these teams play, in the first half, the Chiefs have the eighth fastest offense in the NFL. In the second half, they are bottom five in speed of play in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. So they slow down significantly in the second half. And I, I mentioned the long drives. I think there's a real chance if either of these teams are up seven or ten points in the fourth quarter, they can chew five, six, seven minutes off the clock because of the style of offense they play. And that, to me, means the wrong quarter's favorite here. And in, and in Mahomes' case, almost a concerted realization, right, that it's like, oh, this is kind of our team now. I should do this. I should slow it down. Um, this is an interesting one. Casey, longer field goal, minus 120. Can I give a stab at this one, what you're reasoning? Go for it. This is that... Uh, Reed will ultimately have more confidence in Butker than uh, Shanahan will in Moody, and that you are likely just to get longer attempts as a result of that. And maybe there's a fourth down consideration in your thinking as well? Uh, there is. There's some of all of that that kind of factors into this. So first off, Butker, he's 33 for 35 on the year. Very consistent. He's been in this spot before, and we have perfect kicking conditions. Oh, right. I, I left out the headline. And he's yeah. just better. Yeah, he's also just a lot better yeah, at kicking a football. Right. Uh, and you look at what he's done this year. So he's made a 58-yarder. He has made a 68-yarder. You flip over to Moody. He's 21 for 25. Missed that big kick in the conference finals. Reed will take the points. He's going to kick the field goal, and if we're sitting there and it's fourth and two from the 35, he's kicking 85% of the time. Shanahan has a real decision there. And so I, I like the idea that I'm getting the better kicker with the coach more likely to kick a long field goal in perfect conditions here. All of that plays into the Chiefs more likely to kick the longer field goal. I also took the Bucker over a field goal and a half and over three and a half field goals in the game, but the, the longer, Casey Longer is the largest of my kicking bets. Last thing, and I'll let you roll through the rest of your props, but then this has nothing to do with that last prop, but we've gone over two hours here on the show, and we haven't mentioned this one thing, which is the likelihood of us getting through this game without Mike Shanahan, excuse me, pardon me, Kyle Shanahan, it'll be a very likely that Mike <laughs> Shanahan won't make a problem, uh, won't, do, won't do anything wrong, but the likelihood that we can get through the Super Bowl without Kyle Shanahan having some kind of suboptimal decision. Is what? Uh, thirty percent. I mean, it's pretty low. I, if yeah. he if he gets, it just feels like he's going to end up in two or three of these, and he's going to make one mistake. 
Yeah. And, and I would be surprised. You know, I, I disagreed with a lot of the different decisions he made, even that aren't even noted as much. Like, for the fact that he didn't go after points at the end of the first half of that Kansas City, or I'm sorry, that San Francisco Green Bay game. That was brutal. What are we doing? You got two timeouts, 50-plus seconds. Brutal. You have to go for points in that situation, especially with the way Green Bay had been moving the football. But think about that. His reasoning after the fact was he had heard a stat that if if you have the ball last in the first half, you are likely to win 65% of NFL football games. It did not occur to him that part of that calculus is you should try to actually score as well. That is, that's mind-boggling to me. It really is. I mean, because the, the key around that stat is a lot of teams will play for the double score, right? Where you try to score going into half, get three or seven, you get the ball out of the, out of the second half, and then you're able to score again three or seven, you're double, able to double dip on both sides of the halftime. And Shanahan loves to defer. And in that game, Green Bay went and took the ball. And so they were getting the ball at the start of the second half. That was an opportunity when really they were outplayed in the first half. They could have gone into half... 10-6 if they had had a field goal, and after that first drive, been up 17-6, and that's a completely different football game. Yeah, man. But uh, because of those decisions, it just anyway got close. Little little parenthetical aside about <laughs> Shanahan, I probably should have brought that up earlier. All right, you have a bunch more here. What do you got? Yeah, let's rip through them here. Rasheed Rice, over 68 and a half yards. I, you got to stop Kelsey if you're San Francisco. And when you look at the weakness of this defense – it's the cornerbacks. And so I expect Rasheed Rice to get absolutely fed. Uh, people talk about the target share that Kelsey gets so far. 91 passes in the playoffs for the Chiefs. 27 targets for Kelsey. 25 targets for Rasheed Rice. So not very far behind. 20 catches on those 25 targets. I'll also take him for lo- most reception yards in the game of any player, plus 320. Uh, I think he's going to outgain Kelsey. And I think you're going to see a situation where on the 49ers side, you could really see a spread of who gets yards. And that really gives the opportunity for either Kelsey or Rasheed Rice to be able to get uh, to have the most reception yards in the game. I like the Mahomes under 261 and a half passing. This goes back to simple opportunity. When you're talking about a game where you're projecting, and I, I would say between 15 and 18 offensive drives, you're just not throwing the football that much, especially when you're trying to establish the running game early. And we saw if they get a lead. And San Francisco's not been good out of the gate so far these playoffs. If Kansas City gets a lead, Mahomes changes his style of play. If you watch that first half of the Baltimore game, he scrambles right, he scrambles left, he climbs the pocket, and then he'll throw a ball over the middle. In the second half, he scrambles right and just throws it away. You, you agree with me that while getting ahead in any sporting event is, is huge, that it seems to be magnified between these two teams today? Oh, it's massive. Massive. I, I mean, I don't see either team being able to come back from 10 down in the second half. Exactly what I said earlier. And, and I would be really – both of these coaches love to defer. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm taking the football. Really? I want the football. I want Mahomes on the field. And I want to put all the pressure on a San Francisco team that has struggled out of the gate, especially when you factor in Kansas City's offense has been so much better when they have scripted plays. So if you can go down the field, you put seven on the board, all of a sudden, all the pressure is on the 49ers. All right, a few more Niners ones here before you go? Yep, McCaffrey over 88 and a half rushing yards for me. Uh, I think that you have to establish to run here if you're San Francisco. I expect him to get a, a nice chunk play at some point. I took his over 20 yards for a single carry as well. That one's sitting at plus 115 right now on DraftKings. And then I'm fading Brandon. I, or I'm fading Ayuk here. Uh, Going to go under his 62 and a half receiving yards and under four and a half receptions. The strength of this Kansas City defense is on the outside. You've got solid cornerbacks. I think Snead's going to follow Ayuk around for much of this game. And when they do move someone around, they move Samuel around. They don't move Ayuk around. So he'll be on the outside a lot. The way to attack this Chiefs defense is up the middle. That means that Kittle and McCaffrey should have big receiving games. And if they're able to, 
to kind of game the system here and get Samuel open, I think he could have a good game as well. But I think Ayuk is the one who really falls off. I haven't asked anyone this yet today, so you're sadly the guy, Mike. I apologize in advance. Your crystal ball, what is your final score today? Chiefs, 20-17. to 17. Oh, low-ish. I took alt-unders on all the way down to 38. 20 to 17, and the MVP will be Patrick Mahomes. I, it's the MVP is a five five horse race to me. Yeah, it's Mahomes or Pacheco. With Pacheco's path, he runs for 120 and two touchdowns, and that those are the only two Kansas City touchdowns. And on the San Francisco side, obviously you have to have Purdy in play. But then to me, it's either Samuel or McCaffrey because they have the opportunity where they could both run for 30 to 50 yards and a touchdown, and have receiving yards and a touchdown as well. I think that's their path to victory there. Sounds super reasonable. Mike, we're about there. Enjoy the game. Good luck with all the bets. No one can accuse you of not having a lot of bets. Well that's, done. That's just a fraction, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what, is the to- what is the total? Seriously. Uh, right now, I got 30 minutes. We're sitting at 27. 27 different bets, some of which you've bet multiple times. Correct, yes. Now, I, I play less on props than I do on sides and totals, so my, my biggest decision here is going to be the under. You have any more to do? There's... there's... The line is short, Mike. Look at that back there. Thank you for coming, man. Appreciate you got it, Gil. Mike Samich from The Handle. We're coming back. Kelly and I will wrap it up next. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on road. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a VSEN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet. Up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VSIN. That's V-S-I-N when you sign up and earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet now. Let me repeat it. $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet. Up to $2,500. Quick math, Kelly, tells me that's up to $1,250 in bonus bets right there. That's a lot of bonus bets. I'd be using it right now. By the way, I was physically assaulted by Josh Towers moments ago. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. I don't know why. We've known. We've each known him for a long time. He, he's slowly developed into the Kool Aid Man, <laughs> and, and he just bursts in. Where, you know, whenever, wherever he Crash feels like. <laughs> now, luckily, we again, we've both known Josh for so long that yeah. I just screamed at him immediately. We're going. We're about to come on air, Josh. Get out of here. The security breach is what that was. <laughs> All right. Let's um, get over to the D. We don't have any security problems like that. That's right. We'll be back at the uh, D, Kelly and I, in our normal time slot tomorrow morning. After which, uh, what did my dad used to say? Don't call me, I'll call you. <laughs> um, right. Super Bowl 58 now is, well, I don't want to say moments away, but we're getting there. We're within a half an hour. Uh, they're doing, uh, I think we're about to hear. Uh, yeah, there, there was there were some singing going on. Yeah. Uh, is that a lift every voice and sing? I, I don't know. We don't have the audio. Yeah, right yeah. I'm not, not sure. sure. But we're getting there. We're going to get to America the Beautiful. We're going to get to the National Anthem. Unless I missed America the Beautiful. It's very possible. I, I that's did. where there was. Yeah. It was not America Beautiful I saw, but who knows? It no, might no, have no, been no. mixed right I did in not there. see Post Malone. I did not see that. Uh, National Anthem to come, obviously. Uh, Ursher at halftime. Again, um, let me just repeat. It's uh, my way first. It's yeah, last. And we can't bet on these things anymore, so there's no point. And I think Bonnie, Bonnie Rate, I was about to say Bonnie Rate, uh, Reba McIntyre, I think she goes over. All indications are yeah. with rehearsals that she goes over, which is still short by National Anthem historical standards, but it will be an over in terms of the betting markets for Reba McIntyre. We are moments away from finding that out. And as far as Super Bowl 58, um, Kelly and I are on opposite sides here. I am on the Niners. I am... Uh, Riding. Real quick, Gil, can I update some line moves? Please, absolutely. We have uh, the spread. We're still hanging around. That's two, basically. Did the total move, finally? The total has finally started to move. And it is not the Super Bowl game day over that we thought was going to happen. We're, there are 46 and a halves out there. Wow. So it took almost all of two weeks for that thing to budge, and here we are on the cusp of kickoff. Oh, now it's, I'm seeing 46 and a halves juiced now, too. Juice to the under. Yeah, juice to the under. Wow. So a lot of super-duper late action on the under there. Read into that what you will. I, I think it's fairly easy to read into, right? Where they, There were probably some sharp money out there that thought this total was going to go even higher than it did, but they finally had to pull the trigger at 47 and a half. Finally did have to pull the trigger. That was It was so just just staring at us for two weeks on that. Um, in the end, then, I am on the Niners. Got the 11-1 exact is still going. Uh, that's my last remaining one. Kelly is on the Chiefs. Yep. Does it? Let me just ask you this: When you find out that a guy like Billy Walters is on the Chiefs, do you care? Does it move? Do, are you like, oh, good, I'm on the right side, or are you like, eh? Okay. You, you know what? I, it, it makes me feel a little bit better when he said, I, and I believe he said the words that he made the Chiefs the favorite in this game. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I would have gone that far. Is like he thought it should have been like Chiefs minus two. I believe is what he said. Something like that. 
I don't know if I believe that made me feel good, right? Him saying those words made me feel good. Him saying what basically I feel like all all the smarter betters, well, a lot of the smart betters at least that we've talked to this uh, these past couple of weeks, was him both him saying the well, it's not a big bet for me though. Even even him, it feels like the yeah. rest of us is not super confident in the side, but you know, a small bet for Billy Walters yeah. is still five hundred thousand dollars. It wasn't Billy Walters for me. Like in other words, if if you're you know, we're all we all are influenced more by certain people than we are others. Maybe mm. not influenced to the point that we would change our bet or anything, but I'm just saying like it would give us pause. Sure. And the guy, as a Niners guy, the guy that gave me pause was Merrill Hodge when he was on a numbers game for Media Row on Thursday, who did, by the way, was just phenomenal talking about Caleb Williams, talking about all these great draft calls that he's made. And we'll have Merrill Hodge on the show as we approach the 2024 NFL draft a few months from now, or a couple months from now. But uh, he did say he liked Chiefs. And that dude ain't wrong about anything. So I was like, okay, hopefully he's just a player personnel uh Maven and that the game itself he'll actually be wrong about. But he him saying it was enough for me, more than Billy Walters, where I was like, oh, no, Hodge is on the Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, exiting the tunnel right now, I believe, and that was a, a smattering of booze, to your point, that we just heard of the sports book. Um, You're I, saying, you said you saw it, Ben Boy, more Niners fans around more here. Niners fans. I, I would imagine a legion is overrun with Niners fans. They travel well. Chiefs fans do, too. But I think in this case, the uh, regional proximity might have helped out as yeah. well. Um, I was interested to see if that money became a thing too. You know, I guess it really didn't. Like if it, we got late, like in Nevada specifically, yeah, we often do for big and 49ers games, get some people coming into town. Re- some- Reno, by the way, I'm sure is like a <laughs> ridiculous percentage of the handle will be on the Niners as right. it is. Niners trying to win their sixth franchise, sixth Super Bowl for the franchise. That would match the record, of course. Um, they obviously won three with. Uh, Excuse me, won uh, four with Joe Montana and won one with uh, Steve Young. And uh, that's where it has stood. They have not, excuse me, they have not won since. That's right. They have tried to win. They have had opportunities, obviously, with Colin Kaepernick and uh, most recently with Jimmy Garoppolo. Those did not uh, manifest. But here they are with Brock Purdy now trying to win their sixth. The Chiefs try to win their third with Patrick Mahomes and their fourth overall. The first of all time from the Chiefs is the uh, origin of that phrase that we use so often on this show, which is Hank Stram, their coach in Super Bowl Four, incorrectly using the word matriculate and saying, let's just matriculate the ball down the field, fellas. <laughs> and so uh, that's where these two franchises uh, lay right now before this game. And, of course, they played themselves against each other four years ago when the Chiefs came from 10 points behind to win by 11 uh, in that famous game where Mahomes ended up with the MVP, perhaps Damian Williams should have. Um, so right now, three minutes left here, Kelly, before we have to go, what is it that you haven't said that you'd like to say, or have you said it all? I believe I've said it all. My favorite bet. What is your, I don't know what your favorite prop bet is. I'll repeat it again. My favorite bet period. It is my favorite prop bet as well. Pacheco over 66 and a half rushing yards. Um, obviously I like the use check just over a half a yard just for giggles. But I like it at plus 270, yep. and I think I'm like gleeful about waiting to see that happen no, if it too. happens. So excited. But ultimately, I, I feel really like, I feel very confident about the Niners all of a sudden. Isaiah uh, Von Wrinkle and I were talking about this a little bit on uh, one of the breaks. It's a strange feeling that I didn't expect to have, where I'm like, I know, now by the way, that could be snuffed out within a half a quarter. Right, yeah. But I do think, I get back to scoring first really matters here. Yeah. And Samich made a great point. He was like, if he was the Chiefs, if he were the Chiefs, he would take the ball. 
Mm. And I just have a feeling like the Niners, they have this, uh, yes, they did get by the, the Lions and the Packers the week before that falling behind. Those were borderline miraculous. They're not going to be able to do it against the Chiefs, but I would say the same thing again about the Chiefs. They're not going to want to outmatch. And it, even that's with, with even Patrick Mahomes being your guy, greatest quarterback of the generation. I don't think you want to fall behind this offense, which is potentially a juggernaut, when I do think you're going to get a Niners defense today. We are about to find out. A Niners defense that reverts more to their regular season performance and less to what we've seen, the Chase Young lollygagging version where they're getting gashed by opposing running backs. And that's why I think your Pacheco bets again. We will know the outcome of those, obviously not officially, but I think we will have a sense about them really quick. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If I, I, I put in Pacheco bets way early. Has the thought not been creeping in the back of my mind for about a week and a half of, okay, yes, like the, the Niners have had some problems stopping this running game, and there's some problems up front with that. They have two of the scariest linebackers like in the NFL, and just the idea that they're going to be oh, yeah. that, that they're going to be run all over for three we- or three games in a row. I yeah, I hope it happens. But it is Patrick Mahomes. We get that. Those of us who have the Niners, and it is right. And in the back, you talk about back of your mind stuff. Will Brock Purdy lay that egg like he did against the Ravens earlier this year? Yeah. Will his what we affectionately call on the Megapod on the beating the book Megapod? His unbelievable propensity to have these itches. There's an acronym that Todd invented, ITSH, interceptions that should have happened, but didn't. Like his ability to get away with that, will that come back to haunt the Niners? I mean, all of those questions are about to be answered. But in the end, when you ask me, like, what am I most confident? It's not any of the prop bets. It's just the fact that I, I like the side. Okay. I um, like the Niners. I don't think you would be doing any of this, but it is it is something you and I haven't really discussed. Any live betting angles you're taking in this game? Uh, no angles, but I will absolutely be looking at opportunities, um, and it will be dictated by the flow of play. I don't know that I have a specific angle. Obviously, okay. the 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 generality that I would that I would say is, oh, if I you know if I still think the Niners are, go- are good and are going to win this, but they fall behind, that would be the obvious one. But I'll, well, I'll you would will- you'd be willing to make that bet, like after we've talked about these teams falling behind. Or- I, I just have so much already on the Niners that right. I, it wouldn't I, make I'm sense. Not exactly gravitating I th- towards. I think it. the only thing I'll be looking out for is maybe a live under opportunity if both yeah. the, if both offenses go out and score early or something like that. I think I'll be looking at a live under. Yeah, or. <laughs> Would it really surprise you if this was just this high-scoring game? Fucking whatever. You know what? It would. It actually would. Yeah. It actually would. I mean, um, wouldn't surprise me if the Niners got it done in a fairly convincing fashion. One point would convince me, but you know what I mean. We've done all we can do. Super Bowl 58 is next. Enjoy. The numbers told the story. They always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. A special Super Bowl 58 edition of a numbers game. There is a live look at Circa, the sports book at Circa, as we speak. It is bustling. We are, well, exactly 42 minutes, if you want to be accurate. Exactly 42 minutes away from kickoff, and people are still getting in their bets. Uh, that is not Kelly Bidlin alongside <laughs> me, Gil Alexander. That is a gentleman who aggressively shoved Kelly off the set. He is the co-host of... The Handle weekends here at the network, and he's kind enough to actually be present in studio with us. It's Mike Samich, everybody. How you doing, man? I am doing good. I'm ready Let's do to it. kick this thing off. Let's go. I mean, all the bets are in. We've, we've analyzed every corner of this game. Now I just want to see 
if it's going to be a happy post-game show or a sad post-game show with Matt and I. <laughs> and, and happy with you, specifically, personally, would be what? So I, I, we, I was on with you a couple weeks ago, right after, right after the, uh, the, the conference championship games finished, and I, I have a KC plus two-and-a-half ticket, and that was my, my, I will say, biggest opinion side or total at that time. Uh, my biggest bet now is on the under. So I, I played 48 oh. at the Open. I've okay. played 47 and a half three additional times uh, during the next couple weeks. So wow. I will be rooting for the under here. That's, that's my biggest position in this game. And when I went through this, I just feel like both defenses do have edges here. I think you're going to see a lot of running. I, I, San Francisco is going to try and establish McCaffrey early and often in this game. I don't think Kansas City is going to have a ton of resistance early going to be similar to the Buffalo game plan where they're like, hey, we'll let you run for three, four, five yards a clip early, and then we're going to switch up our game plan at some point and see if you can adjust in-game to what we have decided to do to try and stop you on the ground. And you flip it over to the Chiefs side, while they've been more efficient the last few weeks, they still aren't just putting a ton of points on the board. And it's because they need to dink and dunk their way down the field. You're not getting explosive plays. You get one every now and then to MVS for 25, 30 yards if he's able to catch it, if he's able to get open down the field. But outside of that, we haven't seen these, these big breakaway plays from Pacheco, from Rice, and that forces long drives. And so I expect both of these teams to produce a significant amount of long drives in this game. And I've, I've comped it kind of the Bills-Chiefs game where, yes, they went over. That was 27-24 finals. They got to 51. There were only 17 total drives in that game. And two of those drives ended in knees. So really just 15 opportunities to score. If you have 15 opportunities to score... Things need to go near perfect yeah. to be able to get over a 47 and a half, 48 total, whatever you're looking at there. 47 is now in the market. I'd still lean toward the under. However, 47 is a key number, so I wouldn't be as aggressive on it. I just think we have limited possessions because of the way these two teams want to control the football, and that just screams an underplay to me. I was going to ask you some follow-ups, but you have a bunch of props here. So <laughs> oh, wow, I wanna, got them all. I want to get to these first before, if we do have time for any follow-ups. The first, uh, so there's the Chiefs plus two. You, I, I believe you said two and a half, right? I originally got the two and a half, yeah. Okay. I would still play the two today. Under 47 and a half, but you have under 48. I have 48 and three under 47 and a half. So that one, I, I kept betting during the week, and the 48 was really only available right at open. Now this one is second quarter, highest scoring quarter, plus 165. So this would uh, indicate, as, as second quarters do, a frenzy towards the end of the, the half itself. It would, yeah. And this is, this is another one. This is my biggest prop liability going into this game. is second quarter, highest scoring quarter. And when you look at these quarter bets, generally the second quarter and the fourth quarter are going to be your two favorites. And we see the fourth quarter right now plus 150. That second quarter sitting at plus 165. Both are totaled at 13 and a half. But when you look at these two teams, and specifically the Chiefs, and everyone talks about, all right, Chiefs 18 and 2 to the under in the second half. Chiefs 19 and 1 to the under in the fourth quarter. How can you profit off of that? I felt this was the best way to attack that, to look at the second quarter as the highest scoring quarter. On top of that, if you look at just the, the speed of the offense, how fast do they snap the football, how fast do these teams play, in the first half, the Chiefs have the eighth fastest offense in the NFL. In the second half, they are bottom five in speed of play in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. So they slow down significantly in the second half. And I, I mentioned the long drives. I think there's a real chance if either of these teams are up seven or ten points in the fourth quarter, they can chew five, six, seven minutes off the clock because of the style of offense they play. And that, to me, means the wrong quarter's favorite here. And in, and in Mahomes' case, almost a concerted realization, right, that it's like, oh, this is kind of our team now. I should do this. I should slow it down. Um, this is an interesting one. KC, longer field goal, minus 120. Can I give a stab at this one, what you're reading? Go for is? it. This is that... Uh, Reed will ultimately have more confidence in Butker than uh, Shanahan will in Moody. And 
that you are likely just to get longer attempts as a result of that. And maybe there's a fourth down consideration in your thinking as well. Uh, there is. There's some of all of that that kind of factors into this. So first off, Bucker, he's 33 for 35 on the year. Very consistent. He's been in this spot before, and we have perfect kicking conditions. Oh, right. I, I left out the headline. And he's yeah. just better. Yeah, he's also just a lot better yeah, at kicking a football. Right. Uh, and you look at what he's done this year. So he's made a 58-yarder. He has made a 68-yarder. You flip over to Moody. He's 21 for 25. Missed that big kick in the conference finals. Reed will take the points. He's going to kick the field goal, and if we're sitting there and it's fourth and two from the 35, he's kicking 85% of the time. Shanahan has a real decision there. And so I, I like the idea that I'm getting the better kicker with the coach more likely to kick a long field goal in perfect conditions here. All of that plays into the Chiefs more likely to kick the longer field goal. I also took the Bucker over a field goal and a half and over three and a half field goals in the game, but the, the longer, Casey Longer is the largest of my kicking bets. Last thing, and I'll let you roll through the rest of your props, but then this has nothing to do with that last prop, but we've gone over two hours here on the show, and we haven't mentioned this one thing, which is the likelihood of us getting through this game without Mike Shanahan, excuse me, pardon me, Kyle Shanahan, it'll be a very likely that Mike <laughs> Shanahan won't make a problem, uh, won't, do, won't do anything wrong, but the likelihood that we can get through the Super Bowl without Kyle Shanahan having some kind of suboptimal decision is what? Uh, 30%? I mean, it's pretty low. If, yeah. he, if he gets, it just feels like he's going to end up in two or three of these and he's going to make one mistake. Yeah. And, and I would be surprised. You know, like, I disagreed with a lot of the different decisions he made even that aren't even noted as much. Like, for the fact that he didn't go after points at the end of the first half of that Kansas City, or I'm sorry, that San Francisco Green Bay game. That was brutal. What are we doing? You got two timeouts, 50-plus seconds. Brutal. You have to go for points in that situation, especially with the way Green Bay had been moving the football. But think about that. His reasoning after the fact was he had heard a stat that if if you have the ball last in the first half, you are likely to win 65% of NFL football games. It did not occur to him that part of that calculus is you should try to actually score as well. That is, that's mind-boggling to me. It really is. I mean, because the, the key around that stat is a lot of teams will play for the double score, right? Where you try to score going into half, get three or seven, you get the ball out of the, out of the second half, and then you're able to score again three or seven, you're double, able to double dip on both sides of the halftime. And Shanahan loves to defer. And in that game, Green Bay went and took the ball. And so they were getting the ball at the start of the second half. That was an opportunity when really they were outplayed in the first half. They could have gone into half... 10-6 if they had had a field goal, and after that first drive, been up 17-6, and that's a completely different football game. Yeah, man. But because uh, of those decisions, it just anyway got close. Little little parenthetical aside about <laughs> Shanahan, I probably should have brought that up earlier. All right, you have a bunch more here. What do you? Got? Yeah, let's rip through them here. Rasheed Rice over 68 and a half yards. I, you got to stop Kelsey if you're San Francisco, and when you look at the weakness of this defense. It's the cornerbacks. And so I expect Rasheed Rice to get absolutely fed. Uh, People talk about the target share that Kelsey gets so far. 91 passes in the playoffs for the Chiefs. 27 targets for Kelsey. 25 targets for Rasheed Rice. So not very far behind. 20 catches on those 25 targets. I'll also take him for most reception yards in the game of any player, plus 320. Uh, I think he's going to outgain Kelsey. And I think you're going to see a situation where on the 49ers side, you could really see a spread of who gets yards. And that really gives the opportunity for either Kelsey or Rasheed Rice to be able to get uh, to have the most reception yards in the game. I like the Mahomes under 261 and a half passing. This goes back to simple opportunity. When you're talking about a game where you're projecting, and I, I would say between 15 and 18 offensive drives, 
you're just not throwing the football that much, especially when you're trying to establish the running game early. And we saw if they get a lead. And San Francisco's not been good out of the gate so far these playoffs. If Kansas City gets a lead, Mahomes changes his style of play. If you watch that first half of the Baltimore game, he scrambles right, he scrambles left, he climbs the pocket, and then he'll throw a ball over the middle. In the second half, he scrambles right and just throws it away. You, you agree with me that while getting ahead in any sporting event is, is huge, that it seems to be magnified between these two teams today? Oh, it's massive. Massive. I mean, I don't see either team being able to come back from 10 down in the second half. Exactly what I said earlier. And, and I would be really – both of these coaches love to defer. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm taking the football. Really? I want the football. I want Mahomes on the field. And I want to put all the pressure on a San Francisco team that has struggled out of the gate, especially when you factor in Kansas City's offense has been so much better when they have scripted plays. So if you can go down the field, you put seven on the board, all of a sudden, all the pressure is on the 49ers. All right, a few more Niners ones here before you go? Yep, McCaffrey over 88 and a half rushing yards for me. Uh, I think that you have to establish to run here if you're San Francisco. I expect him to get a, a nice chunk play at some point. I took his over 20 yards for a single carry as well. That one's sitting at plus 115 right now on DraftKings. And then I'm fading Brandon. I, or I'm fading Ayuk here. Uh, going to go under his 62 and a half receiving yards and under four and a half receptions. The strength of this Kansas City defense is on the outside. You've got solid cornerbacks. I think Snead's going to follow Ayuk around for much of this game. And when they do move someone around, they move Samuel around. They don't move Ayuk around. So he'll be on the outside a lot. The way to attack this Chiefs defense is up the middle. That means that Kittle and McCaffrey should have big receiving games. And if they're able to, to kind of game the system here and get Samuel open, I think he could have a good game as well. But I think Ayuk is the one who really falls off. I haven't asked anyone this yet today, so you're sadly the guy, Mike. I apologize in advance. Your crystal ball, what is your final score today? Chiefs, 20-17. to 17. Oh, low-ish. I took alt-unders on all the way down to 38. 20-17, to 17, and the MVP will be? Patrick Mahomes. I, it's, the MVP is a five-horse five race to me. Yeah. It's Mahomes or Pacheco. With Pacheco's path, he runs for 120 and two touchdowns, and that those are the only two Kansas City touchdowns. And on the San Francisco side, obviously you have to have Purdy in play. But then to me, it's either Samuel or McCaffrey because they have the opportunity where they could both run for 30 to 50 yards and a touchdown and have receiving yards and a touchdown as well. I think that's their path to victory there. Sounds super reasonable. Mike, we're about there. Enjoy the game. Good luck with all the bets. No one can accuse you of not having a lot of bets. Well that's, done. It's just a fraction, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what, is the to- what is the total? Seriously. Uh, right now, I got 30 minutes. We're sitting at 27. 27 different bets, some of which you've bet multiple times. Correct, yes. Now, I, I play less on props than I do on sides and totals, so my, my biggest decision here is going to be the under. If you have any more to do, there's, there's, the line is short, Mike. Look at that back there. <laughs> Thank you for coming, man. Appreciate you got it, it Gil. Mike Samich from The Handle. We're coming back. Kelly and I will wrap it up next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. 
a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on road. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a VEASAN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VSIN. That's V-S-I-N when you sign up and earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet now. Let me repeat it. $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet, up to $2,500. Quick math, Kelly, tells me that's up to $1,250 what? in bonus bets right there. That's a lot of bonus bets. I'd be using it right now. By the way, I was physically assaulted by Josh Towers moments ago. He, he, he is, I don't know why, we've known. We've each known him for a long time. He, he's slowly developed into the Kool-Aid man, <laughs> and, and he just bursts in, you know, whenever, wherever he Crush feels like. Bunga bunga <laughs> now, luckily, we've again, we've both known Josh for so long that yeah. I just screamed at him immediately. We're going, we're about to come on air, Josh, get out of here. The security breach is what that was. <laughs> All right. Let's um, get over to the D. We don't have any security problems like that. That's right. We'll be back at the uh, D, Kelly and I, in our normal time slot tomorrow morning. After which, uh, why did my dad use it? Don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> um, right. Super Bowl 58 now is, well, I don't want to say moments away, but we're getting there. We're within a half an hour. Uh, they're doing, uh, I think we're about to hear. Uh, yeah, there, there was there were some singing going on. Yeah. Uh, is that a lift every voice and sing? I don't I, know. We don't have the audio. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm not, not sure. sure. But we're getting there. We're going to get to America the Beautiful. We're going to get to the National Anthem. Unless I missed America the Beautiful. It's very possible. I, I that's did. where there was. Yeah. It was not America Beautiful I saw, but who knows? It no, might no, have no. been mixed right I did not there. see Post Malone. I did not see that. Uh, National Anthem to come, obviously. Uh, Ursher at halftime. Again, um, let me just repeat. It's uh, my way first. It's yeah, last. And we can't bet on these things anymore, so there's no point. And I think Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt, I was about to say Bonnie Raitt, 
Uh, Reba McIntyre, I think she goes over. All indications are yeah. with rehearsals that she goes over, which is still short by National Anthem historical standards, but it will be an over in terms of the betting markets for Reba McIntyre. We are moments away from finding that out. And as far as Super Bowl 58, um, Kelly and I are on opposite sides here. I am on the Niners. I am... Uh, Riding. Real quick, Joe, can I update some line moves? Please, absolutely. We have uh, the spread. We're still hanging around. That's two, basically. Did the total move, finally? The total has finally started to move. And it is not the Super Bowl game day over that we thought was going to happen. We're, there are 46 and a halves out there. Wow. So it took almost all of two weeks for that thing to budge, and here we are on the cusp of kickoff. Oh, now it's, I'm seeing 46 and a halves juiced now, too. Juice to the under. It's juice to the under. Wow. So a lot of super-duper late action on the under there. Read into that what you will. I, I think it's fairly easy to read into, right? Where they, There were probably some sharp money out there that thought this total was going to go even higher than it did, but they finally had to pull the trigger at 47 finally, and a half. Finally did have to pull the trigger. That was It was so just, just staring at us for two weeks on that. Um, in the end, then, I am on the Niners. Got the 11-1 exact is still going. Uh, that's my last remaining one. Kelly is on the Chiefs. Yep. Does it? Let me just ask you this: When you find out that a guy like Billy Walters is on the Chiefs, do you care? Does it move? Do, are you like, oh, good, I'm on the right side, or are you like, eh? Okay. You, you know what? I, it makes me feel a little bit better when he said, I, and I believe he said the words that he made the Chiefs the favorite in this game. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I would have gone that far. Is like he thought it should have been like Chiefs minus two. I believe is what he said, something like that. I don't know if I look. That made me feel good, right? Him saying those words made me feel good. Him saying what basically I feel like all, all the smarter betters, well, a lot of the smart betters at least that we've talked to this uh, these past couple weeks, was it both him saying the well, it's not a big bet for me though. Even even him, it feels like the yeah. rest of us is not super confident in the side, but you know, a small bet for Billy Walters yeah. is still five hundred thousand dollars. It wasn't Billy Walters for me. Like in other words, if if you're you know, we're all. We all are influenced more by certain people than we are others. Maybe mm. not influenced to the point that we would change or better anything, but I'm just saying like it would give us pause. Sure. And the guy, as a Niners guy, the guy that gave me pause was Merrill Hodge when he was on a numbers game for Media Row on Thursday, who did, by the way, was just phenomenal talking about Caleb Williams, talking about all these great draft calls that he's made. And we'll have Merrill Hodge on the show as we approach the 2024 NFL draft a few months from now, or a couple months from now. But uh, he did say he liked Chiefs. And that dude ain't wrong about anything. So I was like, okay, hopefully he's just a player personnel uh, maven and that the game itself he'll actually be wrong about. But he, him saying it was enough for me, more than Billy Walters, where I was like, oh, no, Hodge is on the Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, exiting the tunnel right now, I believe. And that was a, a smattering of booze, to your point, that we just heard in the sports book. Um you're saying, you said you saw been way more Niners fans around more here. Niners fans. I, I would imagine a legion is overrun with Niners fans. They travel well. Chiefs fans do too, but I think in this case, the uh, regional proximity might have helped out as yeah. well. Um, I was interested to see if that money became a thing too. You know, I guess it really didn't. Like if it, we got late, like in Nevada specifically, yeah. we often do for big 49ers games, get some people coming into town. Re- Reno, by the way, I'm sure is like a <laughs> ridiculous percentage of the handle will be on the Niners as right. it is. Niners trying to win their sixth franchise, sixth Super Bowl for the franchise. That would match the record, of course. Um, they obviously won three with... Uh, Excuse me, won uh, four with Joe Montana and won one with uh, Steve Young. And uh, that's where it has stood. They have not, excuse me, that 
They have not won since. That's right. They have tried to win. They have had opportunities, obviously, with Colin Kaepernick and uh, most recently with Jimmy Garoppolo. Those did not uh, manifest, but here they are with Brock Purdy now trying to win their sixth. The Chiefs try to win their third with Patrick Mahomes and their fourth overall. The first of all time from the Chiefs is the uh, origin of that phrase that we use so often on this show, which is Hank Stram, their coach in Super Bowl Four, incorrectly using the word matriculate and saying, let's just matriculate the ball down the field, fellas. <laughs> and so uh, that's where these two franchises uh, lay right now before this game. And, of course, they played themselves against each other four years ago when the Chiefs came from 10 points behind to win by 11 uh, in that famous game where Mahomes ended up with the MVP, perhaps Damian Williams should have. Um, so right now, three minutes left here, Kelly, before we have to go, what is it that you haven't said that you'd like to say, or have you said it all? I believe I've said it all. My favorite bet. What is your, I don't know what your favorite prop bet is. I'll repeat it again. My favorite bet period, but it is my favorite prop bet as well. Pacheco over 66 and a half rushing yards. Um, obviously I like the use check just over a half a yard just for giggles. But I like it at plus 270, yep. and I think I'm like gleeful about waiting to see that happen no, if it happens. Too. So excited. But ultimately, I, I feel really like, I feel very confident about the Niners all of a sudden. Isaiah uh, Von Brinkle and I were talking about this a little bit on one of the breaks. It's a strange feeling that I didn't expect to have, where I'm like, I know, now by the way, that could be snuffed out within half a quarter. Right, yeah. But I do think, I get back to scoring first really matters here. Yeah. And Samich made a great point. He was like, if he was the Chiefs, if he were the Chiefs, he would take the ball. Mm. And I just have a feeling like the Niners, they have this, uh, yes, they did get by the, the Lions and the Packers the week before that falling behind. Those were borderline miraculous. They're not going to be able to do it against the Chiefs. But I would say the same thing again about the Chiefs. They're not going to want to outmatch. And it, even that's with, with even Patrick Mahomes being your guy. Greatest quarterback of the generation. I don't think you want to fall behind this offense, which is potentially a juggernaut, when I do think you're going to get a Niners defense today. We are about to find out. A Niners defense that reverts more to their regular season performance and less to what we've seen, the Chase Young lollygagging version where they're getting gashed by opposing running backs. And that's why I think your Pacheco bets again. We will know the outcome of those, obviously not officially, but I think we will have a sense about them really quick. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. If I, I, I put in Pacheco bets way early. Has the thought not been creeping in the back of my mind for about a week and a half of, okay, yes, like the, the Niners have had some problems stopping this running game, and there's some problems up front with that. They have two of the scariest linebackers like in the NFL, and just the idea that they're going to be oh, yeah. that, that they're going to be run all over for three we- or three games in a row. I yeah, I hope it happens. But it is Patrick Mahomes. We get that. Those of us who have the Niners, and it is right. And in the back, you talk about back of your mind stuff. Will Brock Purdy lay that egg like he did against the Ravens earlier this year? Yeah. Will his what we affectionately call on the Megapod on the beating the book Megapod. His unbelievable propensity to have these itches. There's an acronym that Todd invented, ITSH, interceptions that should have happened but didn't. Like his ability to get away with that, will that come back to haunt the Niners? I mean, all of those questions are about to be answered. But in the end, when you ask me, like, what am I most confident? It's not any of the prop bets. It's just the fact that I, I like the side. Okay. I um, like the Niners. I don't think you would be doing any of this, but it is it is something you and I haven't really discussed. Any live betting angles you're taking in this game? Uh, no angles, but I will absolutely be looking at opportunities 
Um, and it will be dictated by the flow of play. I don't know that I have a specific angle. Obviously, okay. the, the the generality that I would that I would say is, oh, if I you know if I still think the Niners are good are good and are going to win this, but they fall behind, that would be the obvious one. But I'll, well, I'll you would will, you'd be willing to make that bet? Like after we've talked about these teams falling behind, or? I I just have so much already on the Niners. That right, I, it wouldn't I, make I'm sense. Not exactly gravitating I, towards. I think it. the only thing I'll be looking out for is maybe a live under opportunity. If both yeah. the, if both offenses go out and score early or call. something like that, I think I'll be looking at a live under. Yeah. Or would it really surprise you if this was just this high scoring game? Fucking what? You know what? It like? would. It actually would. Yeah. It mean. actually would. I mean. Um, wouldn't surprise me if the Niners got it done in a fairly convincing fashion. One point would convince me, but you know what I mean. We've done all we can do. Super Bowl Fifty Eight is next. Enjoy. Good luck with all your bets from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Good luck with all your bets from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 